Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Don't let tomorrow's solutions get stuck on today's obstacles. Help move what matters at Iowa State. Iowa State students have big ideas. My name is Cam Schaefer. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Spock Sanctuary, which is a exotic companion animal rescue, and we provide other services in education and nutrition. And it all started with a little help from cyclones like you. Success in farming is all about precision and efficiency. Ensuring every seed, every drop of water, every nutrient and treatment counts. TerraPlex Ag is helping farmers all over Iowa and the Midwest do just that. With precision ag-grown technology and support from TerraPlex, you'll boost your productivity and make timely and informed decisions, all while reducing your costs and increasing your profit. It's time to revolutionize your farming. Harvest the benefits with TerraPlex Ag. Visit TerraPlexAg.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hello, welcome to Williams and Bloom. Not on a Wednesday, but it is Williams and Bloom Wednesday on a Thursday. We decided to do this at the help of a bunch of you guys who helped us make this decision regarding, excuse me, Regarding, uh, we didn't want to do the show on Wednesday afternoon because we thought it would be so dated. And I am really glad we didn't do that on Wednesday because of the absolute sheer craziness from last night in Hilton Coliseum. Brent Blum will be joining me here momentarily. Brent had a speaking engagement this morning that I believe is running just a little bit late. And I said, instead of delaying the show, hell, I'll come on here and talk with our fanatics who are watching us live right now on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. And, uh, of course, this will be posted in its entirety later on today on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We are presented, as always, Williams and Bloom, by our friends at Mechdyne. You can check them out at the Mechdyne Corporation, mechdyne.com. I'll spell it for you. That is M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. I was joking with some of our premium subscribers when I quit all this, I'm just kidding, I probably won't quit all this, but if I did, or if I got canceled for some reason, maybe doing the woo-woo to a Kansas State coach, like like that one guy, the Jim Carrey guy last night, I wouldn't do that from press row, by the way, I'm way too much of a professional for that. Um, nonetheless, if I did, I would first thing I would do is go to MacDine.com and I would apply for a job there because it's a phenomenal company. I've learned a lot about it, being able to promote them over the years and just really appreciate everything that they hang us, um, you know, hang, they hang out with us here on Cyclone Fanatic. We couldn't do what we do without them. So with all of that, let's get to last night. Uh, again, Bloom will join us. I had a front row seat to all of the shenanigans that happened between uh, Jerome Tang and his staff and kind of the crowd. And also, I mean, I guess Otzelberger, but TJ really didn't reciprocate much. He was, I think, pretty confused by, you know, mostly everything that was going on in there. We'll get to all that. Let's talk a little bit about the game, though. And Iowa State comes out, and I thought offensively in the first half against that really good defensive Kansas State team, I thought that was as as good as Iowa State maybe has looked offensively all year, which is which is saying a lot. Like that's that's I get it that that's a big statement when you look at how many games they've had. But I, I, again, I am putting it up against a really I'm factoring in how good of a defense you're playing against a top 20 defense in Kansas state. And it just looked like Iowa state, um, you know, they looked like some of those Fred teams where you, you could see the anticipation from one pass to another, especially when this team gets in transition 
it was a thing of beauty. The post play in that first half was fantastic. Robert Jones, I think, was three for three from the field in the first half. Um, I, we'll get to the defensive level here coming up, but Momchilovich was incredible in that. First, he made a couple of those fadeaways in the first half that I thought was is you know NBA type plays as, as he's made all year. And um, you know the guy who kind of stood out to me was Keyshawn Gilbert having 13 rebounds last night, 15 points and 13 rebounds for Keyshawn. It was, it was really incredible. So a lot of highlights. There's some stuff we could pick apart too. Um, I, I think Tame and Lipsy was probably a little bit on the rusty side last night and, and that's okay. If you're rusty and you still have, you know, six assists and play the defense that, that he played, then, then we'll take it. But he, you know, over dribbled a little bit in the second half. Um, I, the the second half, the Kansas State comeback to me was more about Kansas State than it was Iowa State. Iowa State didn't have its best game last night. I'm not trying to claim that they did by any means, but I thought Kansas State came out and really hit tough shots there in the second half that were contested. I don't think it was bad defense per se by Iowa State. I just thought Kansas State was hitting shots, and it was really impressive to me. Uh, I'll bring in Bloom here, and Bloom has been to more games in Hilton Coliseum than me. Although I'm I'm getting up there now, where I'm I, I think I could challenge. You're challenging, you. yeah. You're on the heft category, though. No, you in your car? What are you? What I are am. You? I, I was just speaking to the Ames Kiwanis Club. Oh, uh, lively, lovely, lively, lovely audience this morning. Let me tell you what. <laughs> well, would tell everybody hello if you're yeah, if you're not, part of the Ames. Kiwanis Club, and you're and you're listening to this later on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, Bloom. So we've seen a lot of great coaching come through. The, my favorite part of covering the Big Twelve is to be able to watch all the coaches come in, and, and this goes back to the Big Eight, right? Like the Norm Stewart relationship with Iowa State, like the iconic stories that you know that, that go back and. And that was really kind of the golden era of college basketball coaching too. And you yes. had Johnny and yep. you know the old Big Eight stools and Kelvin Sampson and you know Roy Williams. Like it was really iconic. Danny stuff. Knee, yeah, yeah, Danny Knee. I forgot about him. Not exactly who comes to my mind when I'm talking about iconic <laughs> coaches. <but laughs> Billy Tubbs. So Eddie Sutton. Here's Eddie my Sutton. thing. Let's just let's just start naming coaches. I don't remember in my career. Where I I remember coaches winning games. I, rem, I there's a lot of like Bill Self examples that come to my mind. There's a lot of Scott Drew in that building where it's just like God, he's just so good. I don't know if I remember a night where I felt like the opposing coach totally screwed his team. And this goes way before the technical foul with Jerome Tang. This was at that eight and under. The Kansas State bench kind of loses its mind. And again, it all happens in front. At this point, they're playing really well. I'm thinking Kansas State may win this game. Never really felt like Iowa State was going to lose it. But at this point, you have one team making all the shots. One team can't hit the broad side of a barn. Um, the, the atmosphere wasn't great in Hilton Coliseum at that point. It, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was a good atmosphere all night, but it wasn't this just elite level Hilton for the over the course of however you know forty minutes of play, and they lose their cool and start getting agitated with the Iowa State fans, and that atmosphere went from like a five to a ten at the snap of a finger. You're one of the stupidest things you can do if you were coaching against Iowa State in that building in an intense Big 12 game is to start pointing at the crowd and carrying on and then going over to the Iowa State box and yelling at the Iowa State coach. At that point, the crowd completely interjected itself into the game, and it was over. I've never seen a coach act that stupidly and I, I don't think Stank, I think Tang's a really good coach okay I'm not calling him stupid I'm saying if he's looking himself in the mirror right now 
and he watched his mentor, a guy whose book I got displayed in the back, Scott Drew, who I, I got nothing but love and respect for. And he's watched Scott Drew be a maestro in that building for years, okay? He's looking back right now. If, if Jerome Tang's the man I think he is, and he's going, man, I really screwed the pooch last night for my yep. basketball team because those kids were playing their butts off. And that crowd, again, it was good. It became an all-timer after he did that. I know you were in the building. What did you think as this all played out? It, it was crazy. No, that's a great point. I, I Honestly, you, you reference people who have lost games for their team. The only thing I can draw a comparison was when Fran McCaffrey blows his top. Like that yeah. That was not I, – I, K-State had all the momentum in the world, and then he just lost it. Like K-State was, was, was playing great, and I, and I still don't understand what he was upset about. And I think that's the other part. Not only that, so Iowa State makes the run, but it's still a four or five point game, and he gets teed up when it's like, buddy, they, that game was over then. I mean, if you're K State, you got to be upset with your guy. Like, you just got to be like, what, do you, what are you doing, coach? That was that was not wise. I, I don't remember a game quite like it. And thank goodness, because Iowa State did not play great, but man, four and two looks so much better than three and three. And uh, if I'm K State, I, I, you're right. I bet Tang woke up this morning and go, what, what, how did I lose it like that? And I think it was just an emotional thing. They just, they got in their own heads. I don't think it was anything. I mean, the crowd was, was pretty harmless. I agree until I don't know what flipped his top, but it was out of control since then. And Jerome Tang lost the game for K State. It was crazy. Like all of a sudden, so my seat now is right by the opposing team's bench. So I sit with the visiting media. Which is actually yes. it's the way I like it. I would rather be there because I'm around Iowa State. I like getting a look at Kelvin. Sand. I can't wait to sit there and just watch Bill Self for 40 minutes on is, Saturday. Like, it, is that a sh- is that a shot at Travis Hines? You don't like sitting with Travis or <laughs> no? Th- those guys that inside baseball stuff. We, nobody cares. But yeah. I actually chose to be in like a worse seat because I like I like the. Um, motion you get like in these yeah, big 12 yeah. games like i feel like i can come to my audience because what i do is i have my monitor on too so i'm watching the game on tv while i'm there so i feel like i can give my audience a better perspective of what was happening on the floor if i'm down there compared to up top where i have a better view of the game so that and, and last night was perfect because at this eight and under timeout, this this kansas state assistant is very agitated and I thought he was yelling at the official, and I think he was at one point, but he was calling managers who were mopping the floor. They're literally, like, mopping the floor during timeouts, and they had Iowa yep. State polos on, and he was calling them cheaters. And it, I'd never seen anything like it. Normally, assistant coaches, it's very much a – you keep your mouth shut. If you're an assistant and you get a T, you're probably going to get fired. That is, It's like the backup quarterback in the NFL. Keep your mouth shut. We don't need any sort of drama from you. Okay. And they just completely lost. And I watched their bench. Like their bench is all of a sudden referencing the student section. And they took their eye off the prize. And again, like I, I don't know. It's still Hilton. I think Iowa State's better than them. But at that point, it felt like game. Kansas State had all the momentum. It was I, I I don't know. Like I'd love to be in Tang's next press conference to see if he gets pressed on that. Cause I thought he can, and then he got the T, and his reaction to it in post game was ridiculous. He didn't understand. He didn't get a T because he waved his arm. He got a T because he had been working on that for about it, bitching about every call the entire night. His assistants, you know, talking to officials every time out. Like it, I think it had just warned that the officiating crew did not have a good night. They called forty seven fouls. Yeah. It, was, it was bad. It was, kind of, it was an ugly game honestly yes a lot of free throws no i think you know t- it's interesting because i was i was looking at him because I, I thought he was going to get one um interestingly it was the baseline official who called it not the one closest to tang which surprised me um i do wonder if it was it was it was a combo because they just given tj a warning for being outside the coach's box and then tang goes in a, in, in a cost tj during the middle of the game which is so and, weird and then and they didn't warn him which was weird but then I think so. It was a combo. Yeah, he waved his arms and very demonstratively. By the way, it wasn't just like it was like okay, like he was but trying he to be doing that all, yeah, all day. But it's also I think then that he was also outside the box a little bit too. So it was very, very, very dumb. 
I will say this, C Dub. I, I I appreciated your tweet because, and honestly, I'd say you know, learning lesson for media members. The insight you provided about the coach telling the managers that they're cheating, whatever language yeah. they used, um, that was interesting. Like I can't get that when I was up in the parquet. Like you can't, you don't understand that. So that was really, and clearly something happened where they lost it at that eight and under. They lost it. I don't know what it was. But then you're right. At some point, Tang. That costs them the game. Like somebody needs you. He can't just say, oh, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, no, 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 nobody like that costs you the game. You need to ask. You need to figure out why you did that. You can't just keep that between you and the coach when you made such a big deal about it. Weird to me, though, because Tang is good. I, got, I think he's a really good coach. He's going to win championships. He's going to I truly think that he's that good. He's been in that building so much during his career. At Baylor. That's bizarre. It was weird that he reacted the way that he did because he had to know losing my composure like this. That again, that crowd went from a five to a ten in the snap oh. of a finger. And do you know what he's going to get now? Every road venue he gets, what's the probably? The, it's like, hey, get under Tang's skin, oh. and the guy, the guy might lose his cool. I mean, you just cannot react like that when you're on the road, and I think that's why a lot of people say, hey, TJ, why do you keep you know that even keel? Uh, all the time and you don't argue that's exactly why because whatever was going on it rattled their entire team they got extremely frustrated and it, it lost them the game you cannot let 14,000 people at Hilton get rowdy like that uh, it just I, I just I'm still baffled by that whole turn of events because honestly Iowa State played very poorly in that second half oh bad and if K-State won that game that would have been a complete steal uh, but thankfully uh, you know, that that happened. And then credit to, to Curtis Jones and Milan for the two daggers. So, I mean, basketball-wise, Iowa State did not play well in the second half. But, man, it was good to see those two step up in a big moment. And so excited for Curtis particularly because that guy has come to play the last two games, and he, he can do it. a lot for this Iowa State team going forward. Is there a player in crunch time right now on Iowa State's team at the free throw line or just in general that you want taking the shot more? Than Curtis right now. I mean, Momchilovich maybe, but Curtis is a better free throw shooter at this point. Like he's the guy I want shooting the shot. I think. Yeah, it's crazy how he went from. And again, he was not great the first four games of conference play, but he was at an all Big Twelve level uh, yesterday. That was that was. And you're right. I felt super comfortable with him at the free throw line in that spot. So same with that TCU, one, didn't you? Yep. Feel like he yep. was going to knock those down. I, I, did. I did. Yep. Absolutely. I, he's, he's starting to develop that, that clutch spot. And honestly, I think that really helps uh, for Iowa state because you can have both those, both mom Chilovich and Jones. And then I got to give a shout out quick. I thought Keyshawn Gilbert was great. Phenomenal. Um, just Phenomenal. Tough as nails. I mean, Iowa state does not win that game without his toughness. And that, that was a big, boy, that was a big, that was a, big boy win right there yeah i mean he just you just needed it from him um you had trey king kind of getting foul trouble uh you know rob didn't give you as much as he wanted hassan was in foul trouble you needed gilbert on the boards and man he came to play so i i give those two credit and then honestly the hilton crowd would you know the the missed free throws by their big guy at what was it the three minute mark or the four minute mark another huge turn of events they missed three in a row in a crucial spot and iowa state took advantage so um, that's why you got to protect your home floor. Uh, it, it, you won't know come March that Iowa State played poorly in the second half uh, because you still win by 11 and your net ranking is still the same. Thought too, just another great example of how good the league is. Like this is this is must see TV every night. There's Big 12 basketball. And, Holy cow! Yes, man. Like it. it <sighs> I actually was I was thinking about you, and I was glad that we were gonna have this show today uh, because of the the officiating. Like it, that game took forever. It was a two and a half hour game. Without yeah, way too bad. Yep. But I'm I'm curious too, Brent. Like, how do you how do you what? Because Milan said something after the game, and I I think it probably read worse in text than it was if you would have watched the video of him. He said they we. I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm pretty close to the quote. He goes, we had to adjust. They started calling ticky-tack fouls, fouls that we don't think are fouls in the Big 12, so we had to adjust. And what he was saying is the game changed, so we had to change the way that we played. Some, the one trend I think I've picked up on in the last two and a half years of Iowa State basketball 
since they went to this style, okay, where they're they are and they're doing to teams what those old Mark Turgeon teams would do, what a lot of those Drew yep. teams would do there for a while. Like that's Huggins. what I was, Texas Tech yep. did. Huggins, yeah, you're right. And I, you watch these games differently, where a lot of times now. I feel like these officials go in at halftime and they basically just say, we got to tighten this up. This is getting completely out of control. Somebody's going to have a black eye out there. How are, what do you think is the right thing to do? Because if you don't call the foul, they are fouls probably in any other conference in America, they're fouls. How do you as an official walk yeah. through that? Cause I didn't think it was great last night, but I also, when you, when you're up that close, you realize that they are – it's an incredibly physical game. Like, they yeah, are fouls, but you can't call everything. It's really difficult. And especially in a game like that where there was so much emotion and it got – like, it was – Hilton was on edge. And generally, as an official, when things are on edge, you're going to overcall it. You're going to try and simmer it down with foul calls. And I thought I thought that's exactly what happened. Um, and I you – know, at that – you know, even in the first half, there was they they weren't letting as much go as some others do, and then it got so physical that they felt like they had to get get grasp of it. But for Iowa State, how many thirty one free throws that Iowa State shot? I mean, it was some some obnoxious number like thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. I mean, I and I can see why K State is upset about that. That is a lot of free. How much? How many did K State shoot? Twenty three. But again, yeah. like Iowa State earns it because they attack this is not exactly. a team that's settling for threes exactly and that's where that's where um it i was once they started calling it so tight in the second half it was actually really smart now Taman was out of control uh several times and he did not look 100 percent quite yet but i thought i was did a good job particularly gilbert of all right well if they're gonna call it i'm gonna keep going in there and i'll get to the free throw line and that's what makes this team different from some of those teams even last year's team Iowa State did not have a drought buster like that. They could just go in there, even if it looks ugly, but but points at the free throw line count the same. And I think Iowa State took advantage of that uh, when they realized it was going to be tighter in the second half. And honestly, Iowa State doesn't win that without the foul differential. It was very reminiscent of the Houston game. Yeah. Well, and it's hard. I mean, that's a hard job. I thought I thought the officials had a rough night, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I think yeah. Kelly Self um, was great five years ago. Jerry Pollard was great five years ago. I just that was one of those where it's like, all right, you know, it looked like things were going a little too fast for those two in particular last night. One last thing on the officials, and then I want to get to a few more things in the game. The I thought you made you made a good point about Otzelberger. He Otzelberger's I don't want to call it stoic because if you know him, like yeah. you know that there's like you could tell fire. he was he was pissed last night. He was just oh, yeah. trying to keep like, it under wraps. There's this fire burning under it, but he's got the discipline to not. The fact that he can stay so calm or appear to be so calm, I think I I, I really who called the T? Do you know? Was it it wasn't Kelly Pollard? Self. It was no, self called the T. Yep. I think Otzelberger got that T for tank. And hear me out. Because TJ is so respectful towards the officials during the game. And he's doing it for a reason. He doesn't think these guys are great. Like, fans are like, oh, you got to yell out. No, no, the fact that he doesn't do that. And then when he erupted, when Tang came over and got in the box, when TJ reacted the way it means something. And I, with without his <laughs> nature, toward, I don't know if that technical gets called. Because I think they're like, hey. Listen, Otzelberger never erupts. He was super pissed that this guy was over there. I've had it with this guy. You've had one coach who's been pretty stoic all night, and then the other one loses his mind about every damn loose ball. Boom, T, game over. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, there's, I think there's something to that because I, I kept an eye on it because TJ was not happy specifically with Kelly Self all second half. He was working him the way TJ does, which is kind of under his breath and quietly. Yes. But there was an appreciation. Like Kelly had a three-minute stretch where he was just bad, bad. Like he missed, yeah. in my opinion, like four in a row. And TJ was working him pretty good, but did it quietly. And I, I agree. Um, if TJ would have blown up, and if that little altercation, and it wasn't really an altercation because TJ didn't confront Tang, it was Tang going over to TJ. 
I just, just think, I, again, I'm just doing the in-state comparison. If that was, what would have Fran done in that situation if Tang came over there? Oh like, what would have, what would have Jawan Howard done, you know? Like, Howard would that, have, like, punched a guy. Well, that it would have gotten out of control. And so I think there was an appreciation of, like, all right, well, one guy is losing his lid. Like, the other guy's doing fine. Like, contain that guy. And I'm guessing that was part of the conversations. Like, TJ was reminding Kelly, hey, you can enforce the box on his end, too. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but I'm just reminding you. So I agree. I thought, you know, as much stuff as TJ gets for not being uh, real active on the sideline, that 100% benefited Iowa State last night, the way he kept his cool. You just cannot do that specifically when you're on the road. It was just a dumb, dumb move. We are fueled, as always, by our friends at Cody Road. Enjoy our Cody Road bourbon. It was a little too late for me last night. I didn't get to bed till like 2 uh, I am going to have a nice Cody Road bourbon tonight. I can promise you that. I don't even know what kind of games we got on. We got a great women's game, South Carolina LSU, I think, plays tonight. I'll, I'll tune into that. Um, we are in the Wild Rose Casino Studios. want to thank a couple of our great sponsors, the Bringy Williams of Bloom, the midweek show each and every week. Of course, that is the Iowa State University Foundation. You saw the wonderful uh, video ad before we came on uh, about – uh, it was a young girl who uh, was able to start a business and chase her dream because of one of the great donors for the Iowa State University Foundation. We would encourage you to go to movewhatmatters.com. Be a more well-rounded cyclone. Forever True Day is coming up, and we'll keep you in or informed with all of that. Also, my friends at Kelderman Manufacturing, check them out at kelderman.com. The laser cutting for you engineers out there. I'm sure a lot of angry engineers in Hilton Coliseum last night. <laughs> could uh, go to kelderman.com and then our friends at gravitate co-working as well gravitate co-working.com get out of your home office for a couple days a week it'll make you feel better you can check out all their great co-working opportunities at gravitate co-working.com they are owned and operated by cyclones uh brent bloom is with me here on williams and bloom wednesday on a thursday um weird weird deal you keep taming Lipsy in this game last night because you have to. He's taming Lipsy. He is the best player on your team. Um, Ott's talked about it in post game. It's a game of toughness last night. Uh, he spews toughness. Uh, Lipsy was a little bit out of control in the second half. In a I I've picked up the trend with Taman. And when things aren't going well offensively, this is a good trait. I'm glad he has this killer trait in him. He's got the dog trait where he wants to like put the team Fix on it. his back now yes. and yeah and be the fixer and oftentimes it works more oftentimes than not but when we've seen Taman now have these five plus turnover type games it's the same type of trend and Iowa State did just enough but man uh, we talked about that sloppy second half to me that was where it started where I think. Uh, I don't think he was close to 100%. He was an absolute warrior to be out there last night. But you see a little bit. I thought the ball started to stick a little bit for Iowa State with that. It, it, oh, it definitely did. And I think with, with Taman, I don't know if it was really health-related. I just think he's going to have games like that occasionally. I think for him, he's a rhythm shooter. When the first couple shots go in from, from deep, um, he's going to shoot it more. I think he didn't really trust it last night, so it was really just put your head down and drive it. And honestly – like in the second half, that was Iowa State's best offense between him and Gilbert. He just mm -hmm. you you can get away with it a little bit easier in the non-conference against those undersized teams. K State did a great job of just walling up and and not fouling for them. Well, they fouled a bunch, but you know making life difficult for him when he did drive. And he just wasn't he wasn't as good a finisher as he normally is. Uh, I did think Iowa State got a little stagnant in the second half offensively, uh, but it's twofold. Again. K-State took way better care of the ball in the second half, too. And this is the theme. I mean, Iowa State was turning them over early. K-State did a much better job. I thought Tyler Perry really settled down in that second half. And we, you, you guys, we know it. Iowa State's not a great half-court team. It's just not. Like No. And then, I mean, Trey missed some open looks. Like, he's, you want him to make those. And really, Iowa State's offense, when it gets bogged down, unfortunately, or wherever you look at it, it's going to be Taman and Keyshawn driving it downhill. Or it's going to be Milan trying to create something in the you know in the fadeaway in the mid post. Um, I thought Iowa State's half court it just got tough. It got tough in the second half, and you're glad you won because you would have really regretted that effort after having a, a ten point halftime lead. Especially it was just the beating that you probably took in that yeah. game too. Well, just... that's a, and, 
and that's where you worry about Tame and his man. You know, he's coming off an injury and he's still throwing himself around. Uh, I'm not worried about him as far as uh, you know. You need him act. You need him playing. That you do not want a passive Tame and Lipsy. That doesn't work. I would rather have him over dribbling and being over aggressive than the alternative, because Iowa State needs him to do that. It just the the he was just a little bit over the top yesterday. The good thing is too, and I didn't even realize this that they have a bye next week. Yes. I didn't realize that those still existed. So sitting him out against TCU makes a lot more sense now because you and I both, we didn't really think he was – he totally could have played versus T- TCU. But I think they saw that, and then they go, okay, we're going to sit him out. We're going to play him too, and then he's going to get a whole week off, and let's see where we can get him. So, yeah, it, I'm not even trying to be – but I am trying to walk myself through, like, okay, when does this offense seem to slow down? And I think it's when we, we've we seen it enough now. It's a good trait. I wouldn't take it out of him when Taman tries to do a little bit too yep. much. But second game in a row, Trey it. King has been into foul trouble. Him and Ward, yep. we're, we're seeing this consistently now. Um, but this is the good thing about depth, though. You've got you know three, four real post players now. This is what we were talking about in the off season, right? Yep, no doubt. And then the honestly, the maybe the best thing that could have happened to Iowa State season was Taman not playing the TCU game, because you've seen a different Keyshawn and Curtis in these last two games. And you do that consistently with those two. You know Taman's going to play better. Uh, you know Milan's got that killer instinct, and you're getting a lot from Hassan when he's not in foul trouble. I mean, Iowa State's got got some depth. It's legitimate, and I, you know, you look at Kansas. The Kansas game on Saturday is huge. Iowa State wins that one. You're five and two, and I think the conversation can legit start of, you know, it's Iowa State, Houston, Kansas to win the big to win the Big Twelve regular season. But you don't want to get too far, and that's why yesterday was so critical. You lose that, and it's really it, the road gets harder. Um, but you held on. It was ugly, and but but ugly ugly can win too. Last thing on this, and then I want to get to the women's game. I I started for the first time last night thinking about schedules. Yeah. When it comes to that. And, boy, I mean, turns out Iowa State got a pretty shitty draw with the teams it has to play twice. Uh, You got to go back to Houston. BYU is maybe the weirdest metrics team in college basketball, two and five in the Big 12, but top five in net still. Um, you know, Oklahoma, I don't think is going anywhere. Now you've got to go back to Manhattan and that is going to be an absolute war. You think those people aren't going to be waiting for Iowa state? Holy mackerel. We need, we need our guy, uh, Jonathan Swanson with his, with his Jerome Tang tears to, to get behind the bench. My buddy. What about a guy that just becomes an icon overnight? My, my, the funny, I know them both. So, oh. uh, you know, Jonathan, both... I know the other guy. I didn't want to say his name. Yeah. Ever... No, I know them both. No, both. Uh, Jonathan outed himself. So I'm, I'm cool saying Jonathan's name. Um, uh, <laughs> both have been very, very supportive of the We Will Collective. So <laughs> this guy, they, legends in more ways than one legends. So thank you, my guy. I'm glad he got the, cause <laughs> anyway, yeah, we need to get him down there just to, just to well, rile up Tang. Maybe Tang will lose his top again. I was gonna say we got to get Jonathan on a podcast. Just he's he, he's a he's an awesome dude. Yeah, dude, that was big, he's a big big TJ guy, aren't we all? Big 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 Ots guy. I'm telling you, Iowa State's crowds the best. We're we're very biased. We we love Iowa ah. State fans, but and I've seen Iowa State fans dictate games before. Don't get me wrong. I, this is nothing new. Usually, like the Iowa game this year, and even the Houston game this year. Now, Houston made a run, and they're really – but, like, those teams were out of it Early. in the first five minutes yeah. because the crowd – this was a different type of deal where, like, the crowd was great, but then, like, you, you've got this, like, 10, 12-point lead. It was kind of a boring game for a while. Yeah. And the, yep. You're calling a lot of fouls, and then the crowd's pretty gone, and then, boom, I, Iowa State's crowd was a major, major factor – that's in that's that the se- that's the separator. Is uh, a lot of crowds are great front running crowds. What makes yes. Hilton special is when the game got tied, it got the loudest. K State scores, and that's when 
the crowd with better us. when like, the team isn't up struggling. 10. Yes. It's yes. Weird. Absolutely. They there is a weird knack of understanding when the team needs to pick me up. And it's that has been my favorite part about going to Hilton over the years. It's like nobody there's no sign to say cheer louder. It's just like everybody knows. Everybody has a feel of, all right, we need to pick it up. And it's like this roar starts from the bottom, just works his way up through the rafters. And when that happens, man, that's a it just gets you get goosebumps because you feel like you're you're impacting the game and you really are. I also feel and pardon my youth, I don't I don't feel youthful. Um, but I I didn't go to games in the Orr era or Eustachy or Floyd, so like I, I can't I can't reference it. I've seen them on TV, I've seen the replays. To me, so I my first year around here was Wayne Morgan number one. Okay. And I I think the crowd right now, and I started to sense this last year too, really after that sweet sixteen, and I think it's as good as it's ever been. The the Hoiberg crowds were great, but it like you said, it was a little more front running in the sense that man, that we we cheered for threes and yeah. they wanted points. And I just wonder if the defensive side of things makes the crowd a little bit nastier in a way. It certainly seems like I think the one Finn always says this all the time, and I think he's on to something that Iowa State fans will go just as crazy when you dive for a loose ball as they will when you hit a three. And I'm just wondering if the yep. Yep. defensive intensity of this Otzelberger era isn't fueling the crowd a little bit more. I, I, I think there's something to that. And, you know, I, I thought, I've thought i had this thought because i again, just blown away with the atmosphere, specifically the last 10 minutes of that game. It almost, the fact that Hilton is still not completely modern, and I know there's going to be a Hilton renovation project. They're probably going to redo the video board and other things. But there's something to, when you're in that building, it's almost like you go back in time. Like, everything else is modern, and, oh, it's all Wi-Fi and cell phones and everything. People are legitimately locked into the game. You just don't see that anywhere anymore. Uh, you know, how many people are on their phones when when the games when Tang's, Tang's losing his stuff? Like nobody. Like it, it's there's something really old school, and that that building just gets revved up. And I think it's fun that the students are now. The students were great last night. Just just wonderful. And you already had them lined up for Kansas, I, dude. I'm the, telling you, the students the behind students, me were absolutely in the heads of Kansas State's yeah. bench. It's, Kansas State's that, bench like was not even watching the game at certain points. They were interacting with the students. The this when Iowa State students are invested, that makes a huge difference. And I'm telling you, go around the big. I tweeted this yesterday during the game. I wish people would be able to go to all the other venues in the Big Twelve, like you and I have been able to do. It's not the same elsewhere. It's not. No. And there's a reason why people do not like playing in Hilton, or they love it, depending on how soft they are. Um, but that that. That place is special, and I, you know, I know the lighting gets a hard time. I, well, we change the lighting around all this stuff, but man, I hope Hilton stays around forever because that uh, it, it it just it made honestly see up last night made me feel like I was twelve years old again, you know, watching Dedrick Willoughby. Like it felt like I, one of those Tim Floyd Tim Floyd well, grinders. I wanted to reach out to a couple of my old time buddies like Kim Pullen and you know guys like that who I like to run around with that have been going for all these years because yep. they've always told me about the ore crowds and stuff and I just I it's I know I wasn't there I'm not trying to do the latest and greatest thing I'm just saying I've said these yep. it feels like it's as good as it's ever been in my in my era it, I, I I agree with that now the when it was the best in my opinion and it's nothing against what you have to do now, but it was when the students were actually on the side. So during some of the Floyd Eustachia, they actually have the students um, kind of in so that. So that would be incredible, but yeah, so economically you, you can't do economically that. Economically, it's tough anymore. But yeah, I mean, it, it was really good. And again, for a game that was kind of largely a dud for most of but it, those people stayed Tang in did it to himself. He it did? was so stupid it. looking Tang, back. Why did you do that? I'm still baffled. Like, that is, that is an all-timer. He lost the game for his. I'm not saying they were going to win it, but he buried any chance they had to win it with his antics last it's, night. It's and great, I yeah. like Jerome Tang. I'm not like a hater. Like this isn't. Well, there's. But then, at some point, pal, like you can't. Like he last year, he got on the microphone to like telling his own fans. Oh. I mean, he's he's it's a lot of show. A, yeah, he's developing a bit of a reputation of being everything but like, hey man, how about the game? You know. 
There's a lot of show going on there. And and this one assistant, and I know how, like, I just know how Otz runs it. And, like, if, if one of Otz's assistants was doing to officials what this guy was doing, like, it was wild. I'd never yeah. seen an assistant coach well, in any level be like that to a ref and to managers. And it was crazy. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I just I can't wait for the next year when Tang comes to town because people have a long. <laughs> it was. We're getting it was Swanson. Crazy. Hey, we're hey. getting Swanson right right there again next year when K State comes. <laughs> Come on. Swanson. I want to do give Kansas State credit though because I've killed their coach, but their players showed me a no, lot. They're, they did. They're a yeah. tough team. Tough. They come out in that second half and we're hitting those contested threes. Iowa State was defending. They were hitting yeah. threes with hands in their face. And that team's better than I thought it was. So props to them. Yeah. I thought Carter and Carter in particular, I man, he had some big shots. I'm, I like Tyler Perry a lot, man. You look at the guy and you're like, this guy's a, a big 12. And he, man, he just makes plays, you know, they're, they're point guard, not a big dude, but they're tough. I, yeah, I think they will be around now. I think Iowa state roster wise is better, but K state, that's not a fluke four and two team. And they're going to be around. No. They're going to be around at the end. Well, and they have one of the best home courts too, which is absolutely. And, and that means Iowa something. State, Iowa State knows when it goes down there. Was it March 9th? It's yeah. going to be brutal. That is <laughs> going to be brutal. And, uh, and I know, like K State, the K State Twitter was out of control last night. But honestly, like, okay, the the accusations that some did was was completely uncalled for. Like, you cannot do that. Like, you can't you cannot throw the uh, language card around and you know the the racism like that. Okay, you better have evidence of that if you're going to do that. What I will respect, though, is they care. And that's what makes this conference so fun right now is everybody cares. Every, as, as TJ said last week, it's mental warfare, and the crowds get involved. And that's why this is much watched. Every game is packed. You just don't see that across college basketball. And, man, I'm so glad to have every night. It's like every night in the Big 12, you just, you're not sure what's going to happen. Really, for me? I'll watch any Big 12 game, and clearly I'm more invested in that. Like I, I understand that, but the, and I, I think the Big East has got a lot of really great. Like it, it's got a similar feel to me. Not, but it, it, and then there's some Big Ten arenas, but like man, you, if it's not Duke or North Carolina, like I think the college basketball product as a whole is really, really down. But there's these pockets that are. Like, because of, like, what you do, like, you're getting these. I, I thought two years ago it was hurting the product because yeah. Yeah. it's like these guys aren't as skilled. They're All these coaches are just trying to slow the game down and junk it up and make it ugly. But now it's like, man, you got 23-year-olds playing across the board as opposed to 18-year-olds. And it, it's kind of like a g league type deal with just a hell of a lot more passion like i, exactly. I don't know like it it's yeah. fun and, well and particularly in physical i mean when you, you again you're just yes. older you're more physical um man you like you had I mean, rob jones and hassan banging with i mean it was Jeez. it was you and you're right there it, you do not realize <laughs> how physical and I, that's why i have some grace for the officials although again they were not good yesterday i i do uh, they have hard. a hard job it's that, hard i wouldn't want to officiate a big 12 game if i was an official i'd say yeah. keep me out of that league yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the crowds are brutal yeah. it's just the coaches are all really good and smart like there's really not a shitty coach in the big 12 i don't know much about the west virginia guy like but like they're all good i actually i think rodney terry is one of the worst to be honest like i and they had a big know. win they had a big win this week they did go in and beat Oklahoma, but yeah, it's it's a great product, and thank goodness because it, it certainly makes January and February more enjoyable. I'm telling God, you, I wish Texas is, was coming back. Why is there? Iowa State. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, is there Trade a better the place to be? BYU game. Is there a better place to be right now though than than Hilton Coliseum? Like, I can't wait to. I mean, it's just like it's like the, the old days in that you count down the hours so you can get back in there. I, I was telling Andrew Logue, who was covering the game for the AP last night, like, I, I genuinely think right now, and you're talking to a NASCAR nut, and, like, I love the UFC, don't really talk about it much, but I think Big 12 basketball is as good as anything right now. Like, and we're very biased. I get yeah. it. You're not oh, yeah. going to get a guy yeah. from New York to be like, oh, I'm locked into this. Like, listen up, right. Brett, you are, Mark. But, like, for me, 
it's as good as it's as must see as anything in my sports calendar right now. It's just yep. the Big Twelve basketball season. Yep, and that the great thing is you get two of them a week. So yes. it's just I again, Canada's coming up. Man, what an opportunity! Can't wait. Oh. If, if Hilton if Hilton was alive it's, last night, what is Saturday going to be like? It's going to be off the charts. Yes, I, I, oh lord. Yeah. So the women, uh, I'm I'm assuming you were up in Johnny's watching the women's game. I watched probably three fourths of it, but I was on my computer. I didn't really have announcing, and I did watch the end of it when I got home last night. Again, it was a really late night for me because I had to watch the Iowa game too for two guys named Chris this morning. You poor son of a oh, boy! You talk about differing atmospheres. <laughs> I, seriously, they got a problem over there. Like, because it's not like they're this isn't the Licklider years. They've got. They've had good teams. They've been going to tournaments, and nobody's there. But whatever, this is an Iowa State show. The uh, women's game, to me, it just, like, it's funny. I have this text chain with my the Williams family, and I've, I've told the story before. When the women are playing, our text chain is updating, like, 20 times a minute. This is my nieces, my nephew, my mom and dad, sister, when the men's games, it's crickets. Okay, like they are, we're a women's basketball family of the Williamses, and my my nieces don't have the perspective of oh these are all freshmen on the road. Like it's like oh no the world's coming to an end. We just lost to Kansas. When I watched it back, it felt to me like yeah that's a game that Iowa State probably you know if you play it ten times, I think they probably win more than five of them. Yeah. But when you factor in the youth. They just didn't have it last night was how I took away from it. I don't really feel any different about this group than I did going into that one. What about you? Yeah, no, in Kansas's record, I think I think Kansas is an NCAA tournament team. They're better than their record. Yeah, I mean they were I mean they're 3 and 4 now in the Big 12. Uh, I would say again tough, didn't play great. Audi Audi was the dominant at times, but just, you know, obviously could not capitalize last 4 minutes. I mean, you're now looking at two games in a row you know, or Iowa State just in the fourth quarter just didn't didn't make as many plays as they have when they they started the conference play. It doesn't really change my my mind. I, I it's, I'm glad Emily's playing more and more, which is great to see. Um, you know, hopefully get a little more from Naidu would really help the offense a little bit. But yeah, I mean that was just gonna be that was gonna be a tough game. And I think the the unfortunate part is because that TCU game was canceled. You know, I have that that bad note of hey, we've lost two in a row. And technically, you haven't. I mean, that TCU mm-hmm. game does count as a win for conference. They're still just, six and two. It doesn't feel that way because that game was a forfeited win. Uh, they'll 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 get back on track, but I think for them, you're just you know somewhat similar to the men. They have these stretches on offense where it gets hard, and Kansas defensively is really good, and, and I just don't think I I would say its best option was Audi, and just did not find option two or three yesterday. I too, I too think, and I, I think we predicted this a couple of weeks ago on, on the Sunday show, that at some point they were going to hit a wall. To have that many freshmen playing, it, it they're not used to playing this many games. Correct. Normally, for like a normal team, men's or women's, doesn't matter, across the country, you have a couple of freshmen that are big impact players. They have five. And we knew they would hit some sort of a wall at some point. I fully anticipate they bounce back. Yeah. Uh, but to have that many of them doing it at once, and I would also – Emily Ryan gets a start last night. I don't know if that yep. was ceremonial because they were back in Kansas or if she's just earned her way back. I, I don't know. Uh, certainly she's been playing the minutes of a starter lately, so I wonder if that's going to be a permanent change. We'll see. Um but she's she's not at a hundred percent yet either. I wouldn't think cardio wise, like she's still working up. So th- this will they better. will bounce back. From, they need yeah. to get back home. Get back home for a home game. That's the that's what they need right now. Yeah, it's gonna be it's hard to win on the road in general. Obviously, it's already won a couple times on the road, which is a huge plus. But yeah, getting home will help. And then uh, you know, I just think for them, when those freshmen hit the wall, that's when you have to rely on your veteran players, and that's where. Emily and Nye and even, you know, even that she's a transfer, but uh, 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 Nelly has to step up and, and make some plays because you're right. It's hard. What, when you're a freshman, it's not just the games and the physicality, which is intense, but now you're traveling more. I mean, in the non-conference, you're mostly Mental. home. 
it's the mental thing. You're the, still doing the class. You're, you're doing yeah. all, all these nutrition, sleeping, all these things are new. And you might think, oh, my gosh, well, they're on a chartered airplane. It's still travel. Like You're, you're still getting home at 1 a.m. Yeah, and, and unaccustomed to a hotel bed and all these things. So I, I think this was a natural to happen. And honestly, for the growth long term, I think this is a healthy thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I fully anticipate that if, if Iowa State can just get its confidence back, and I think that's the question now is now you've lost two out of three, you know, um, you hope it doesn't drag you down and you lose because what, what makes this freshman class extra special is they feel like they belong and they've been super confident. That's the concern is you hope they don't start second guessing themselves. Like, Hey, maybe we aren't what we thought we are. And I don't think you're going to get that from Brown or Crooks or Jackson or Jones or, or JB, but you know, getting back on the winning track will really help. And I think settle them down a little bit. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. All right. Um, a couple people have asked, why does it sound like Bloom has a lisp? Bloom oh, is not doing again. the show. Not again. <laughs> He's doing the show from his car. There's something about the software. I'm sorry, went... everybody. No, it doesn't sound that bad. And once I run it through the editor on Adobe, it'll it'll sound a lot better. But for the folks of you, this is probably a record live audience for us too, by the way. So we, we appreciate that. And this is why we wanted – I knew we should do the show on Thursday. Nobody wanted to do a preview show for Kansas State. And, God, I am really glad we waited because there was so much to talk about from well, this one. And, and thank you for your flexibility in allowing me to do this from the Kiwanis Club parking lot. So, <laughs> uh, you know. Isn't the – technology amazing though like back in the day i remember when we started doing these podcasts well when we first started we we had to use the radio station back at in shenandoah that they generously let us use for our podcast and then i had that old do you remember my apartment in ames when i first moved back here for cyclone fanatic and we had that shitty audacity software <laughs> And it would crash half the time. Yeah. How many times did we have to do multiple takes for like an hour long podcast? And now we can just, oh, Bloom's going to log in from the Kiwanis parking lot. Okay. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. No, you now, sound fine. Okay. The- well, I'm, so- I'm sorry. Thank you, everybody, for your for your flexibility. I, I Again, just kind of trying to make it all work here today. But, man, uh, after last night, I didn't sleep much. I was just, I was ramped up, man. Like, I'm still ready to go. Uh, well, I also want to thank uh, Carl Chevrolet, Carl Auto Group. I, I didn't do their post-game podcast last night because I felt, one, I knew we were going live. And I, I was with Hassel this morning at 830, and then I had you at 1030, and I'm like, I'm going to run out of things to say. But I really felt like I needed to be in that post-game press conference because I just I didn't know what the hell had happened, right? And <laughs> it was just... I don't skip post game like ever because I it's very heavily listened to. But I was like, I think our people would rather me be in there to to see what the hell's going on and just I, a and weird I, night. And still not a lot of answers. I'm fascinated to get maybe uh maybe you can include it in the book. I shared a little bit on the premium forum, but the thing is, I Nobody think really knows. Yeah. I think that I and I I do not know. It felt to me like those two coaches met before the media session and said, hey, let's not make this a bigger deal than it is. It, I it, think it was a heat of the moment deal. And I think if Tang is being honest with us today, he's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. But they, but was, was the accusation that they thought someone was recording their huddle or something? That is, that is how I understand it. And I can also tell you that they, at that point, switched how they were doing the seating yeah. during their huddles. So, like, Tang's back – Instead of facing the bench, Tang's back was now towards the student section, and they had everybody around him, like putting him in like a cocoon, so that nobody could see in there. But again, like my thing is, if a fan has a is video, what in the hell are you yelling at the head coach for well, in the middle of this intense game? Like, what is TJ going to do about it? And then, and then even all right. So let's let's say that that's somehow Iowa State. Okay, just follow me here like Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, they had a fan planted, and then TJ had an earpiece that somehow, <laughs> like, what advantage would you even get from that? I mean, maybe, like, I don't, I'm so baffled by the even the, the accusation. Well, How would that even help in the in the moment? Like, maybe for your next game, but even then, uh, that's bizarre. But I just, it, like, the, the accusation doesn't even make sense. Like, how would it even work? How would, then the how other would part, even, too, that just was a bad look. And 
teams do this all over the country. I've seen it forever. But they did it so egregiously that a lot of fans were pissed that they had that manager oh, in this bright guy. ass Lavender purple guy. shirt. Yeah. He's like Lavender. right in the middle of the dance team, <laughs> half court, staring into Iowa State's huddle to see who's checking into the game. Now, people do this everywhere. Like, I, Iowa State has a guy, this is commonplace yeah. in college basketball. You watch to see what the sub's going to be for yeah. matchup purposes. But this guy, yeah. he's, and, and he had that gaudy purple shirt on too. And he's standing, the, like, bumping wow. into dance team members, staring into the huddle <laughs> while they're pissed because somebody may or may not had a cell phone. It was wild. It, it reminds me of my, my favorite quote uh, from Eric Heft. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't chasing you. And that's what, <laughs> that, that's what I thought. K-State was like super paranoid. Like, what are you guys doing? Calm down. Coach oh. the game. Coach the Again, game. But that guy, I had so many tweets about it. He, that manager probably needs to be talked to about not making it as obvious. Yeah. Because, I mean, Iowa State doesn't give a shit if he's in the middle. Like, every team is looking for subs. This happens. But that kid was like, and he he had to have been a manager because he looked so young. Yeah. He would not made he would not have made a great spy in the Cold War because he was way too obvious. <laughs> and he had that just bright purple shirt. That's I'm looking at the, you. Yeah, yeah. He didn't blend in or anything. It's like everything's cardinal and gold and like wood, that, like the floor, and then this just giant purple this lavender, blob. Lavender guy. Lavender, excuse me. Those uniforms are awesome, uh, by the way. That was that that's one of those that, you know, the diehards will remember that game. It was not pretty, but man, those We're be two for two. The yeah. Houston game was like that too, yeah. I thought. Like in a totally different way because of the weather and all the sickos. But, like, that – yeah. You're right, though. I think that I am going to have to get the inside story of the phone gate or whatever for the book. This sounds like a new chapter. Connor Stallions right. has ruined it for all of us. Yeah, that's what I, that was what I was thinking. I'm like, what do so, they think? It's like Jim Harbaugh? I, I got it. Well, I got to tell this quick story because Iowa State's not at fault for being paranoid, too. So this is 100% true. Uh, Iowa State would go on the road with Wayne Morgan. And <laughs> – and Wayne, this is 100% true. Wayne would, during shoot-arounds, he would send his managers all around the concourse to make sure nobody is spying on, on the pre- on the shoot-around. That that mm. was this manager's job. I know the manager who had to do this. Well, at one point, I don't remember what road environment there was, but they was connected to the basketball offices or the ticket office, and the ticket office had like a cardboard cutout of some individual for a promotion. <laughs> and Wayne was convinced that that was somebody spying on them from way up in the rafters. And he sent the manager to go make check. And the manager's like, no, it's just a cardboard cutout coach. Again, just because if, you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not chasing you, though. I would also make the point, if anybody watched the Wayne Morgan era, I don't need to spy on practice to know what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't change his defense for three yeah. years, okay? Like. He's- yeah. Oh man. Good two, times. Three zone. Good times. I, th- that zone, I still have nightmares. That we we call that the amoeba defense. What was the guy for Nebraska who scored thirty six on him? Alex Marich. Alex Marich just shooting over that zone all day. <laughs> God. Oh, good stuff. All right, brother. Thank you for your time. Yep. I appreciate it. I know you're hey, busy day for today. The, yeah, well, for those who are up in the Okaboji area, we'll be up there this weekend. I'm not going to be at the Kansas game because we're helping out winter games for West O, so come say hello. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Take care. Sure that everybody make, will be very sober up there around Lake make, Okaboji. Make sure everybody gives uh, Bill Self the Tang treatment, would you? <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Although I think, like, Bill Self at least, like, he he will play into it like he yeah and yeah. he's he's like an icon so it's yeah. like he can get tang, away like it. tang is the kid it's like he's the kid like when you're when your big brother is picking on you and you you react to him all the time it him. makes yeah. it way worse yes yep and like no. self will never let you know that you've gotten no. to him nope. that's the nope. difference 100 percent. all right bro uh, i love it all right man see cheers everybody he's Brent Bloom. what a show I could talk about this game all day. I kind of have. I started talking about it at 8.30 after going to bed at like 2. I just love the clones too much. What can I say? Appreciate you all for joining us here on a special edition Thursday pod. We will be back on Sunday night 
you can join me from Hilton Coliseum. So what, 12.30? So I'll do pregame at 12 on Saturday, and then we'll do just our normal podcast schedule uh, from there. He is Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. We are signing off. Go buy yourself a great bottle of Cody Road from the Wild Rose Casino Studios, presented as always by Mechdyne. Have a great rest of your Thursday.